one of the great gifts of the Lord in his resurrection is the mercy that he shows his apostles. The very men who had been with him for about three years and then denied him in the moment of his deepest need, fleeing from him, abandoning him, Peter actually denying that he knew him, cursing as he did three times. Their hearts were filled with fear, and that fear overwhelmed them to the point where their love for Christ, which was genuine and true, was crowded out by it. The Easter greeting of Jesus to them is, Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Not receive my justice or I'm angry with you, but peace be with you. He says it that first evening when he appears to the apostles and then again when Thomas is with them a week later today. The apostles, notice, are still behind locked doors. Even though they have seen Jesus on the day of his resurrection, there's still a fear that holds them captive. The doors locked to keep out anyone who might try to harass them are a symbol of how their own hearts are still locked. More from the inside, preventing them from being able to fully accept Jesus. And yet, he comes through the doors anyway. He enters in, and he, he stoops to their level, to where he meets them where they're at. Thomas, come here. Put your hand in my side. Touch these marks in my, in my hands. Stop doubting, but believe. And Thomas is overcome by this gesture of the Lord, and he, he breaks down his, his hardness or his... Stubbornness melts away. My Lord and my God. It doesn't tell us whether Thomas actually does place his hands in Jesus' side and in the nail prints. But I like to think that he did. And that as he's examining those hands, as he sees those holes, and as he comes close to the heart of Christ, he hears the beating heart of Jesus for him. Jesus then gently reminds all of the apostles, blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. He's talking about all of us, all of those believers throughout the centuries who would not be able to see what the apostles did. And yet because of their testimony and because of seeing Christ in our own lives would believe. Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Perhaps Thomas actually was doing a service to the other disciples or the other apostles. They had seen Jesus a week before. Jesus had eaten fish with them. And as one translation allows for even honeycomb, it said, bring me some food to eat priest I was with recently pointed out how they would have noticed you know, Jesus in eating the fish perhaps was eating some of their food 
so their stomach would have would have reminded them that this is the real deal. This is not just the ghost, but here's Jesus eating my fish, eating my lunch. But perhaps some of them still doubted. Even after seeing that, maybe some of them were completely won over, but perhaps that this Sunday, some of them were still questioning in their heart. Jesus remembering or knowing, not just remembering, but knowing Thomas's doubts and bringing them up. And Thomas coming forward was a confirmation for all the others. But it's also a confirmation for us. If Thomas hadn't been that scientific mind, that mind who says, I won't see unless I, I won't believe rather, unless I can see, unless I have proof that I can touch with my own hands. Perhaps our own faith would be weaker if it hadn't been for the weakness of his faith. So in a certain sense, we ought to be grateful that God allowed this, that Thomas did have that questioning mind. But as soon as he did see the proof that he wanted, he grasped the Lord with his mind and his heart and wouldn't let go. It's interesting that Thomas, one Catholic um, historian who's written about this incident, how Thomas, according to tradition, then goes to India, he's sent to the land of unbelief, the land that, would, that believed in reincarnation, that denied the, the tangible world, seeing it as a mirage, the one who had to test the resurrection, he's then sent to preach that to a people who would have a hard time believing what they saw. Today, the Lord wishes to show us his mercy as well. The apostles received it from the Lord. Today, St. John Paul II designated as Divine Mercy Sunday because the Lord comes to us in this season as well. And he offers us his mercy. Like the apostles, like the disciples, we have so often denied the Lord in the moment he most wanted us. We failed to take um, our Christian obligation of, of prayer seriously, of conversation with the Lord. Perhaps we failed to stand up for him when some moral principle was being attacked that we know that the Lord would want us to. Or perhaps we failed to share the faith with others because of fear of what they might think. We're no better than the apostles. We're no better than the disciples who ran away from the Lord. Our faith just perhaps hasn't been tested in the same way. And yet Jesus offers his, his peace, his mercy to us. He says to us, peace be with you. Let us accept that mercy but then let us also be vehicles of that mercy to others. One of the greatest ways we can show mercy to others is for, through forgiveness, but also through sharing that message of the risen one with them. For it is a message that will transform their life, will bring healing, and will bring peace. May we find the strength that we need in Jesus' message to us. Peace be with you.